Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there's a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And we are very excited for this episode because today we have with us Extraordinary Educator in New Hampshire, Sarah Zeller. So welcome, Sarah, and we would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Um, so I am a fifth grade teacher in New Hampshire. I teach at Strong Foundations Charter School. So technically a public school, but anybody can go. Um, so my, yeah, this is my second year teaching. Uh, so last year was quite a year to have my first year teaching. But before that, I actually ran summer camps for about a decade and they were education based. So I've been teaching kids for a long time, um, but just in the classroom for the past two years. Wow. What made you go from summer camp to full-time teaching during a pandemic or <laughs> well, you were teaching when it wasn't the pandemic? <laughs> so my husband is actually a high school French teacher. So he has been teaching for over a decade because it's all he's ever done. And I finally decided or maybe figured out that it made more sense to have the same schedule as the rest of my family instead of the complete opposite schedule. <laughs> um, so I love having summers off now. We have transformed our yard. We have a garden every summer. I can actually like go swimming when I want to and not when I have to, to watch other people's children. So <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that's really cool. I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that would make a lot of sense. So how has your year been going with the, I mean, gosh, what a very interesting time to start, start teaching. It's like, Hey, this is, look at this great school year. Oh, it's a pandemic. Oh, wait, it's still a pandemic. Oh, and we're still in the pandemic. So um, what, how's it been going? And what are some strategies that are you, you're finding really are helping with students? So for us, we have been hybrid all year. So we've got our two cohorts, a Monday, Wednesday, and a Tuesday, Thursday. And we have about half of our fifth graders who are actually coming into school. So half of them are still or have made the choice to learn from home this year instead. Um, so it's been a big balancing act <laughs> trying to connect with students when they're in the classroom, but also still have those relationships with the ones who are home that we don't see nearly as often. Uh, the first week or two, we tried completely synchronous learning and it was a disaster. So <laughs> since then, everything, almost everything has been asynchronous. Um, we have, a couple of live calls each week so we do get to you know actually see our kiddos to our home face to face but um you know it's a choice that their family made and it for some of them makes a lot of sense some of them are actually doing better at home so we want to you know support them in any way that we can and honor that choice that they've made so and and thinking about choice 
how are students choosing what um, what content to access, or how are you helping students be more self-regulated if they're not having to show up, quote unquote, at a certain time? If you could talk about the ways that that's worked. Yeah, so we have sort of that recommended schedule for kids with math and language arts in the morning, science and social studies in the afternoon, but we really wanted the kids to be able to choose their own schedule. Um, Student choice is huge for me and always has been. So even down to the basics of, are you somebody who can realistically get up and do math at eight o'clock in the morning? Or are you somebody who's gonna be more successful at two o'clock in the afternoon? And if that's what works for you in your home and you have that flexibility, then go for it. Um, We definitely still want the kids to be engaged with their peers. So when we do have live calls, that's kind of the one time where we're like, this is our schedule and you're going to stick to it. But other than that, we really want them to be able to, especially at the fifth grade level, they're 10 and 11. They are getting a good idea of how they learn the strategies that work for them, uh, which is actually something that I love about iReady, um, going through lessons every day and looking at different strategies, ways to solve problems differently. And I love that in every lesson, there's that question of what strategy works best for you because we give them all of these tools, but some are going to work well for you and some are going to work well for others. So I, I love the fact that they get to choose ultimately what works best for them. That's really cool. And the fact that they're getting these these choices and practicing these executive functioning skills that honestly, a lot of adults haven't mastered yet. <laughs> Let's be real. So many adults, so many adults <laughs> yeah. haven't mastered. <laughs> and like, I don't know, that's just something like in, like in college, I'm thinking, right? You have your classes at a certain time. You can't change when your classes meet, which is similar to when you're saying, you know, this is the time when we're having the, the whole the whole class together, but then having that choice of like, am I someone who likes to write my paper late at night or early in the morning on the weekend? It's really teaching them to own, own their learning and to, you know, they have to take action at some point, but it's great that they're getting that experience now. And I, I'm, I'm curious if that's you, you're considering this sort of a silver lining of the whole pandemic because your kids are able to be exposed to those skills at at an earlier age. I definitely see it as, as a benefit. Um, you know, like you said, building those executive functioning skills is so important. And if we can start them at 10 and 11, then (laughs) hopefully by the time my husband gets them in high school, (laughs) you've got some of those skills already built in. Um, I also love at the end of every unit, we have, you know, the quiz or the comprehension check-in I ready. And I love giving them even that choice. Like, are you going to be able to demonstrate your skills better on paper? or on a screen, or maybe it's a hands-on option that I add in. Um, I love kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to how, how can you show me that you can add fractions with unlike denominators? Because maybe you can do it on paper. Maybe you need a picture. Um, maybe you need to physically rip paper up <laughs> into equal pieces and then put it back together. Um, so giving them those options too with how they show what they have learned um, is another thing that I love doing and who they're working with. And, you know, if we're doing centers, whether, or playing games, right? Like take your pick. Are you going to use cards? Are you going to use dice? Are you going to stay at your seats? You're going to go work in the hallway. Are you like giving them (laughs) in our world right now? I feel like they 
don't really get a lot of choices. <laughs> a lot of our choices are kind of being made for us and we're just having to go along with the flow. So if we can empower our students and give them those choices, I want to do that as much as I can. And I'm sitting here thinking just how blown away I am by the fact that you're empowering the 10 and 11 year olds to think like this, because something that I we've been talking about, even in our company with when you're asked to go into a building, right? Like an office, you have certain habits that you form even as a, an adult working. Like I go in the office and I know that I can get this much work done. But once COVID happened, everybody was working well, if you were able to work from home. So it, it, or it drastically changed wherever you were working, even if you were working in retail or at a grocery store or essential workers, like everything changed. And yes, yeah, some of those you had no choice, but it's fascinating how many people are struggling with just structuring their day, figuring out what to do, understanding a work life balance. So you're teaching students, even how would you like to demonstrate your knowledge? Are you like this or that? And like how many adults are frozen in time when it comes to a choice? A lot. So that's, I mean, I would love, are there certain things and educators listening? Are there like a choice board or go-to strategy? So the camps that I ran back in the day were very technology-based. So I love the technology. <laughs> like I dove into Google Classroom full steam ahead. Um what is it a year ago when I had to learn Google Classroom over a weekend? Um, but now that I'm in there, now that it's all established, um, I love the way that I can just organize assignments in there. And they, students know at this point <laughs> that every, at the end of every lesson, they're going to get an assignment in there that's called evidence options and they're going to have the link to iReady to go do their check. They're going to have a link to a Google form um, or they'll have a link to like a Google doc with instructions for their hand on hands-on option. And so it's all in one place for them. I think that's really important that they can find it <laughs> easily. Um, so for me, it's really just in that one place being able to get what they need. Um, so for us, that happens to be Google Classroom. It could be, you know, a PowerPoint slide. If you are still using the Bitmoji Classroom, <laughs> um, you know, different places to click on the wall. Um, but it really, it can work with so many different tools. But I think the, the important thing is making sure that the students know how to find what they need, especially if we're expecting them to be more independent, um, setting them up for success <laughs> so that they know where they need to go to get what they need. How have you found that this this choice has changed the way that they feel about either learning the content or just like their engagement? I'm curious, like, especially in the beginning of the year, whether you were remote or not, it might've been odd for them or, or unusual. Like, wait, she's she's asking, she's letting me pick if I wanna use dice or car, you know, or, or, oh, I get to use manipulatives in fifth grade. That's wonderful. And I taught fifth grade math and, uh, I think every kid, when they grapple with dividing fractions, could definitely use some manipulatives there because even I get confused by it so still. True. But anyways, yeah, I'm curious how that has affected their, yeah, just just any piece of their like motivation or engagement within your class. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to see. I definitely have some who I like to keep some of the options consistent. So there's always the Google form. There's always the I ready check option. And I love that it really only took maybe a month or two for some of them to say or to realize I do a lot better with an I ready check than I do a Google form. And they stick with that because they have seen that they're successful in that format. Um, and sometimes they, I love that iReady, both iReady and Google Forms, they really get their score right away. So they can actually mm -hmm. see at the end if they did a good job, if they really showed that they have mastered the content or if they need to go back and practice more and then try the other option. And that's the other thing that I love about giving them options is they have the ability to evaluate what they did and see their mistakes and ask me if they still need a little bit of reinforcement and then go try the other option. Um, and I always tell them I keep the higher score. Like if you can show me that you can do it, that's the point. I don't care if it takes you, if you have to do all three evidence options, um, if you can prove that you can do it, then that's ultimately the goal. So they are they are excited to both choose and then to have the ability to fix their mistakes and try again because really that's what learning is anyway yes it is i mean we could talk to you about choice all day but unfortunately we are coming up about at our time um, so we thank you so much for being a guest, um, but we always love to have our guests have the last word. So is there advice or parting words you would like to share with educators who are listening to our podcast? Um, I think the big thing that I'm focusing on right now is that balance. Um, I try to keep my weekends for me and my family. And ever since two years ago when that switch happened from camp to summer, like that choice really was for my family. Um, and even though we are all in a pandemic and everything is more stressful and it's taking more time and it's more work, it's still important. It's probably more important <laughs> to spend that quality time with the people that you are with. So um, yeah, take your weekends off, take your nights off if you can handle that <laughs> in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've heard that a lot. Like just, you have to take a break because with teaching the work never stops and it won't ever stop. So you gotta unplug, you gotta, you know, be present with the ones who you love and and go from there because otherwise it's just too much. <laughs> you exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Sarah, for being with us. We love chatting with you. Um, yeah, uh, you can, as always, follow along on Twitter at Curriculum Asoche and on Instagram at MyIReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. And we'll include, uh, Sarah referenced a lot of specific strategies in um, Ready Classroom Mathematics. So if you're not familiar with that particular program, we'd be happy to include a link in the show notes. Um, there's a lot of really cool features that Sarah talked about that do involve choice. So if you're looking for something, again, we don't typically, yes, we are a curriculum associates, but um, Sarah pointed out some really cool ways to utilize Google Classroom, iReady Classroom Mathematics um, with choice. So if you're interested in that, we'll, we'll add a little bit of information in the show notes. And 
Until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.